Welcome to episode 16 of the Motor City Gameworks podcast. I'm your host, Ben Pinchback, and with me tonight are two of my best friends, some excellent game designers, and my business partners, Mr. Matt Riddle and the Reverend Dr. Adam Hill. What's up, guys? What's up? What's going on, Ben? It's... You know, as the kids say, Ben, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, we've been on a little break, I guess. <laughs> a little hiatus. A little hiatus. We had to we had to make sure that they were wanting more. That's right. Always yeah. keep them wanting more. That's right. Yeah, but in all seriousness, I had a little bit going on personally. My dad got sick and was in the hospital for about two and a half months and ended up passing, and uh, it was sad, but, you know, he lived a full life. Yep. Um, he lived just down the road from me. I golfed with him once a week for 20 straight years. Like, I, I love my dad. We had phenomenal memories. There's nothing left unsaid. There's no estranged relationships. Yeah. Like everybody loved my dad. He had great friends. The funeral um, was amazing. The, mm-hmm. They had to bring in more chairs. Like they did. it was really cool to see um, the support. You guys were you, there, of course. You gave one of the best eulogies I've ever heard. Now, as a pastor, yeah. I've heard a lot. <laughs> yeah. Of eulogies, that was fantastic, Ben. It was. I've that heard a lot less wonderful. eulogies than you, Adam. <laughs> Not a pastor. Um, but I will say honestly, like I, I mean, you know, as as you know, one of my best friends, I've known a long time. You know, even if I didn't know Larry, which I did, you know, you would know that the love was there, and it was it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it was great. appreciate I, it, guys. You know, it was. I know all y'all don't know Larry. Good dude. Imagine like older, grumpier Ben, but also nicer in a weird way. <laughs> he was nicer. Yeah, L- less snarky, but <laughs> yeah. kind of same snarky. Yeah, kind of same. same. I mean. So, Take a look at this a hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the best quote. Whereas your family, you know, has that's how they get you. That's ya. how they get you. Yep. Yeah, dad's was uh, take a look at this a hole. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Matt. Yeah. Motor City. Yeah. In the meantime <laughs> of these episodes between January and now, yeah. we delivered Motor City. We did. So you know, we are a podcast that is open and honest, and Motor City is doing super well. Better with ratings than sales, and, mm-hmm. and it's not selling poorly. It's just not. Three Sisters, which, by the way, is no shame because Three Sisters is fantastic. Right. You know, right and now, there is a great sale. Yeah, there is a great 25th sale. 25th century, if you go there, you can get Motor City and Three Sisters for 40 bucks out the door. That's wild. Yeah, that's shipping, plus shipping, but still, 100%. Yeah, still, that's fantastic that's, price. That is where such where a would good I price. go to get this? What website? You uh, would go to 25th Century Games. Dot com, dot com, yeah, I, so I think it's sure, dot yeah. com. Yeah, I'll just Google it. You guys will figure it's it out. It's a great de- Legitimately, it's a great deal. It really it's is. That's not just deal. me like, hey, buy our product. That's me yeah. saying, these. that's $60 it's, worth of games for $40. It's such a good deal. I have to text Chad, the owner, and say, are we liquidating Motor <laughs> yeah. City? Yeah, what's He's like, going no, on, no, 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 no. It's goes, been like six weeks. Are we yeah. really like, <laughs> are these going to be at Origins for free when you buy the gamer badge, like the old Rio games? No, and he was saying very clearly that it was just, he had an opportunity, he thought, to you know do some direct sales while Motor City gets into retail. Three Sisters reprint just came in. Yeah. And that's already, and he honestly, like he said, seriously, like once the, he goes, we're starting to get the order in from retail for three sisters and I'm gonna run out again yeah so I wanted to get some it's very smart because we don't logistically we don't do the all-in tier on our Kickstarter we so we're yeah. gonna to get to French Quarter but yep. we don't do the all-in like buy all our back catalog during Correct. Kickstarter so it's very smart of Chad to kind of come alongside parallel yep. to our campaign yep. and be like hey if you want to catch up with the load of rolling rights right. here's two great games you can catch up with right here yeah I think he, he part of that's too right he even said on Twitter right you know the French Quarter campaign's coming he mentions you know a chance to kind of get in now, and I also do think there's an aspect of it that he just wants to you know it's also help promote us right he yeah. he's part of us now we on French Quarter we put it right out there hey he's part of the game he's gonna have it retail etc and to and to get back to Motor City for a second you know it's been delivered basically since the end of January early February right that's when we finished fulfillment 
And then mm-hmm. the launch date to retail was uh, middle of March. And then so now you're talking basically two months. You know, and for two months it has sold. It is not. You know, he said some games don't sell at all. <laughs> he goes, you print them, they get here, and nobody wants any of them. And he goes, that's tough. And then I have to do a lot of work. He goes, that's not the case. I've Motor never City, experienced that. No, no, it's weird. <laughs> well, now with a heavy Euro that launched during COVID. Yes. Yeah, you've been there. I've been there. Yeah, we, we've been there as well. You can still get Morocco for a really good price from Eagle Griffin nine years later. Um, you know what's nice? To see the support from our local game stores. Yeah. We've been in two of them recently, and they each have a nice pile of Three Sisters and Motor City They do. Both. Yes. They do. I appreciate it. Yeah, our, our, our Guild of Blades, Gob, it had a nice pile of both. And uh, so the point is, yeah, he, you know, Motor City is doing well. It's getting really good ratings. People really enjoy it. Some of the, we'll say the movers and shakers of industry have, have given it, you know, yeah, it positive a, reviews. Had a good and, Dice Tower, good Rotto, right? Yeah, I mean, yep. really good positive So uh, it's, reviews, it's doing great. Ratings. We're real proud of it. It's just, you know, I, I do think we, you know, we talk behind the scenes a lot about, we do, you know, product and theme and no one knows nothing about nothing. I've said that for years. And I do think there's an aspect of maybe there's just a okay, few less... Okay, Matt knows something about something. Here's the deal. Nobody knows nothing about nothing except Matt knows something about something because Matt was adamant <laughs> saying, look, cars, not as strong a theme. And I was like, gardens, it's a good game. It's just going to sell because it's a good game, dude. Who cares more about gardening than cars? Turns out a lot of you. Yeah. And I want to <laughs> apologize to all of you. Y'all are wonderful. Keep gardening. Yeah, well, listen. I've Gamers said, love gardening. They do. I said birds were dumb, and then Wingspan and Peat Mots came out and proved me wrong. Yeah, one of those moved the needle. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Peat Mots continues. That's and true. by the way, coming to BGA soon. That's amazing. Soon-ish. Bo- that's but Board Game Arena, Board Game you. Arena. That'll be yeah. our second design on Board Game Arena. Fourth. Fourth? Wait, wait, we got Fleet? Fleet, Morocco. Wait, Morocco's You've on got there? Tiny Farms, Tiny Farms, right? Tiny Farms is right. great. So many coded Morocco right, on, on VGA. What's fair, it have like fifty plays Morocco total has and thirty left, are us? Morocco has not left beta beta. Because it doesn't have enough beta. plays, right? It doesn't have enough plays and probably will never get there. Yeah. Uh I do jump into uh uh what's the word? Uh analog uh alter uh, uh you know the async, async. thank you, Jesus. One async. turn a day, two turn a I'll day. jump into async plays of Morocco or Tiny Farms. Oh, we gotta farms. start one just to get enough plays yes. so it can be a real boy at some point. But Tiny Farms actually gets a decent amount of plays. Oh, Tiny on Farms there. is fun. Yeah. Tiny Farms is super yep. fun online. Fleet is on there and gets a lot of play, but it is uh, premium, so it gets less plays than the than the freemium games. Oh, you have to be premium to start the person a game? that starts the game has to be premium. Yeah. Well, after I, that, it's anybody. I went premium during COVID and just never went back. So, so did it's, I. It's like a thirty dollars a year. Too. I don't even think about. Yeah, it's, it's correct. Worth it. I like being able to start tables. Yep. And do I, the whole I do and do the video chat when we're playing I, live. I do like that. Actually, Patrice yeah. walked me through Ark Nova because I'm playing a, an async game of Ark Nova with him and I think uh, Nathan Boaster. And uh, I just I he, wha- a- he just waxed me at Arnak, by the way. Nate. Did he? Yeah, he's pretty <laughs> he, good. <laughs> he uh, gave it to me pretty good. In, uh, Ark <laughs> he's Nova. a good gamer. Yeah, and like he, I played it with Adam. No, Matt Smith. And, and saying, maybe Adam, maybe not. What did we play? Ark Nova. Have you played it? I've played not online. No, no, I, I, in person, I played it yes. once. Okay, yes, I, yes. I learned it maybe from you, maybe from our buddy Matt. Doesn't matter. Once, and it was like a while ago. I'm like, yeah, I can totally play this. And I, I jumped into this async game and had no idea what was going on. So that'll do that. He'll play a whole game on Board Game Arena, knowing like 40 percent of the rules. That's true. I'll be like, I'll probably do better next time because maybe I'll know how to play. If He'll I can... play a whole game at the table, knowing 50 to 60. <laughs> He'll teach like, a game knowing yes. 60 percent of the rules. <laughs> He'll just teach make a game. Up That's right. The other 40 percent. On BGA, if I could figure out what to click and make it happen, I'll just how go. to take a move regardless of what you're trying to, to do. Turn, how you get points. I'll you don't take care. a turn and figure, figure it out. out. As the game wears on, I'll make it'll make more sense. That's how I 
I don't, I'm not going to watch a video or read in advance, much like the show. But um, yeah, either way, so Motor City is, is it's good. I mean, it, it's probably not going to evergreen like Three Sisters looks like it might, but it's going to sell and it's going to do well. So, I'm and, super proud of it. It's yeah. it's an amazing product, and I'm really proud of what we did there. I love, and I say this all the time, and this is not just saying it for the sake of saying it, right? I mean, we, you know, I've, t- I've talked a hundred times in a hundred places about, you know, the creative outlet the game design is and how it's not something that's part of my life right and you know it's not i'm not a creative person generally and the creative outlet that game design does is really super fun for me what's interesting is something else that i truly mean is i don't live and die by ratings i love when people rate the game well it feels good i don't care and it's rated bad like it doesn't you're better at that than i am i am and adam we both get more like you do wound up than you do yeah i don't i don't get very wound up no 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 out of the out of the pairing from Godspeed, me and Clayton, I was definitely the low key Got it. partner, and I don't, I don't, I don't pay attention to a ton of it. Every now and then, I look at it and I'm like, a four. What do we do to that guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do. I, I do glance. I look. I just it doesn't make me doesn't make me excited or not excited. But what I do love is that somebody. Every game we've done for the most part has been somebody's favorite something, and that's just a right. good feeling, right? Right. So some people out there say, "Hey, that Motor City, I like it more than Three Sisters." And not everybody, obviously, but some people, and I think it's just cool. And it always feels good every time. Even it's good when it about, finds you know, its audience, hundred percent, and that audience enjoys it. I know, you know, I got to see. You know, we're starting to see the early three, or excuse me, French Quarter stuff come in, and that's people saying this is their favorite so far. And I just, it just feels good every time. You know what my favorite is, Matt? The, the next one. The next one we're yeah. selling to people. That's always the joke with us. <laughs> hey, but uh, seriously, Three Sisters uh, had a couple uh, cool recognitions. It got yeah. nominated for a Dice Tower Award. It did. Uh, so okay. that uh, presentation is at uh, Gen Con. I think right? Adam's going, right? Adam's going to be at Gen Con. So there. in case we win best game from a small publisher, which is pretty cool to be nominated. That's right. Adam will be there to support. And then um, somehow, probably because Chad must have submitted us, yeah. we got uh, submitted for like uh, Origins. Origins Award for a strategy game or something, We got, we got picked for right? Origins Awards. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we're nominated there too. I don't that. expect us to. I don't know. Is Kevin Sorbo hosting this year? Is that, that was the know? funny. <laughs> oh, he, no, he's too busy There's doing a joke it. for two. But yes, yeah. it was. He's too busy doing straight to DVD Christian movies now. Just imagine um, Kevin Sorbo. Um, what was the show he was in Hercules, in the 90s? Hercules. Hercules. Hammered. Hosting the Origins <laughs> Awards. And just... Invent all the jokes. It was spelling, mis- mispronouncing everything. Yeah. Like looking like off when, to the side. It's like when John Travolta, <laughs> yeah, was on drugs at that one music show, and he was like, "Yeah, Miss Adela Dazim," and he was talking about Adina Menzel. <laughs> yeah. Adela Dazim. Yeah, that's, that's so so good. Basically. If you've never been to Origins or Origins Awards specifically, they're very proud of their roots, which is historical wargaming. Yeah. So I don't know if they still do, but. Eight years ago, they still gave out a bunch of awards mm-hmm. for like wargaming and stuff. And imagine a hammered Kevin Sorbo like talking to the guy off stage, but still into the mic. Like, did they give an award for this? Like, what is this? I don't even know what this is. And like, then mispronouncing every game. It was just real bad, but real funny. Like, Lords of Water Dump. What the yeah, hell is this? What's anyway? going on? I'm Kevin Sorbo. I'm yeah. Hercules. What's going on? <laughs> Lawrence no, Waterdeep did win an award. I have a vague memory of that. I don't know if they called it water dump. So no, you made that. I think I might have made that part up. <laughs> it was recently, but it was pretty good though. Like he, uh, either way, the point is, yeah, Three Sisters is going up for an Origins Award. It did miss out on BGG, which is tough, which is tough. I was hoping for that. I one. expected it. I was if hoping. I'm being honest, yeah. like, if you're gonna heart of hearts, I thought because they have they've done it, over the last couple of years they've split up the category up pretty well to yeah. light, medium, heavy based on BGG weight, and I felt it had a pretty good chance to lose to like Heat or something. You know, but still get nominated. It didn't. It happens. No worries. You know, 
Yeah, we've we've got a pretty good history of um, getting nominated for a BGG award. We have waxed. We have <laughs> like Peatmots versus the new Marvel card game. <laughs> like that was one year. I'm pretty it was. sure we got we got no- we were nominated for card game of the year. Yeah, as was Marvel. Yeah. something or other. Mm, that's that's a tough matchup. That's a tough one. It's a tough matchup. I mean, the tough BG- matchup. BGG for awards are definitely you know they're user based, so you know. Mm-hmm. Games that are sell more get more votes. It's no no worries. So we've mentioned it a couple times, yeah. but next week Literally. French Quarter launches on Kickstarter. What May thirtieth? Is that May, what we're doing? Tuesday Woo! May thirtieth. Tell us about it, Matt. French Quarter. Yeah, I mean it's uh, you know, Kickstarter wise, right? Tuesday May thirtieth, eleven a.m. Uh, Eastern time. I, I would say we, you know, as you may have noticed from our past campaigns, a few months later than we have been in the past because. Things just took a little bit life. longer because of life, life and, and art and all the things that, that are behind the scenes yep. that kind of feed into the campaign. Disappearing for three months, all of it. It happens, right? No worries. And uh, we're excited, though. I, you know, I, I feel like you know we're a little behind, maybe where we have been, like as far as getting the word out and we'll sure. call it marketing. I guess is the real word, but even just our normal sort of Twitter chatter and BGG chatter, we're a little behind. But I, I, we're going to rely on the folks that back other campaigns to come back and we're not out here trying to make a million dollars we're trying to get people the best product that we can fund get some cool stretch goals get some custom meeples going you know get a nice expansion well that's actually the kickstarter bonus but still get some cool stuff or get swirly dice do the cool things we want to do to make the best that we can i think i'm pretty confident we're going to be able to do that you know kind of using our existing audience even if maybe we didn't spend as much time in advance you know we'll say preparing to you know to get the buzz going we'll be okay i think we're I think maybe launching after holiday weekend, you know, maybe it'll be a little slow to start. You know, people gotta get the shake. We'll I don't know. I I gotta be honest, I've not been a lot I've not been as active on the Twitter yeah. as I've needed to be lately. And as I as I wanna be, because I miss folks, but I'm just I don't know, like I got out of the habit yeah, I, a little bit ago and I just it's been real slow for me to get back in. So I I promise I'm not ignoring folks and I'm not trying to yeah. be like a jerk. I'm I'm just I don't it's know. Not, I need to get back not, on it's it. It's been getting a lot of mentions when you go through, like, it, when you click on the geek list and people are, like, playing Motor City or they're playing mm-hmm. Three Sisters. Uh-huh. They're aware of it. They almost always mention, yeah. oh, by the way, the next yep. one's coming out soon. So I think we're going to get a lot of repeat. Me too. I think that crowd's traffic. coming back again. Um, we've been doing them well. We've been producing great games that they enjoy. And I think mm-hmm. that crowd is ready for the 100%. next one in the line. Now, did we transcend our current crowd and move the needle? I, who knows? But, you know... It'd be cool to have a 10,000 backer Kickstarter, but like what we're learning over these projects is it's most important to make a great game, make it the best product it can possibly be in the stretch goals and all that help us get there. Then it's going to hit retail and it's going to do what it's going to do. Right. Like you said, Yep. you kind of, you don't know if it's going to hit retail, sell through the print run and be done, or if it's going to reprint six times. Right. Because that's ultimately what you need. A huge Kickstarter is great. I'd rather have it reprint six and seven times. Correct. And you don't really know until hit retail no. and, you know, the verdict comes in. Correct. I can say French Quarter is crazy fun. It's great. Like it, a game. Oh, yeah. Should talk about the game. Good point, Adam. Yeah. Hey, like, why don't fun. you tell like, us about it? Well, it, it's great. The, on the one... Okay, so you got your two sheets, which is, it is a, what we do. It, and we're going to make... Not to butt in. Sorry. Is it a flipping rolling right? It is a flipping rolling right. That's the mechanism. <laughs> but here's, here's what I love. We've got two pages. And when we make it an app, it's going to require two phones. Um... <laughs> Uh, no, but it's it's got the two pages. On the one, you've got a map of New Orleans. Uh, and on the other one, you've got kind of your travel uh, sheet that's telling you all the cool things you're learning and growing through as you get these experiences piled up. 
you're going to spend eight hours in New Orleans, so eight rounds. And each round, you're going to choose a dice that's on top of a card. And so we flip a new card, we roll the dice, the dice match up with the cards by color, and they each let you move through the map at a certain speed. So, for instance, walking is going to let you move one or two places, whereas taking a taxi is going to let you move up to four. Taking the carriage is going to move you three. Uh, taking the, the, the riverboat uh, lets you go down by where the river is uh, within a couple of roads of that. If you, if you take the, the trolley car, you go up to where the trolley car is. So there's different ways to mm-hmm. move about the city. And, and to be honest, you can just stay pretty much right where you are and just party it up. You can socialize. So uh, it's it's super fun. You go to a building, you uh, and and this is where there's a puzzle to it that's maybe not been present in some of our other games yeah. yet. Uh, that people are finding really refreshing. That people are really liking this kind of wrinkle is that there's a small puzzle that has to do with the places you visit. You play the number from your dice there. You have to play them in a certain place in a certain way that makes it really creative. It's a little hybrid of like a Rolling America Welcome to number puzzle. Right. There's a yep. little bit of a number puzzle there. Um, and then you can get powers that make you better at that number puzzle as you advance up these tracks. And there's tracks for culture and shopping and food and um, mysticism and partying. And, and as you move up these things, they make you better at what you're trying to do. And sometimes they'll give you bonuses that are really cool. Uh, it, it, it's it's a super fun game that is really smooth. I It, it had been a few months since I had played it. Um, and I recently got the opportunity to play it uh, with Amanda, um, Amanda Panda, and uh, Phantom, and um, sure. Aaron, game enthusiast. Oh, Eric! Oh, is that who played? I, I actually yeah. I was at work. I didn't get a chance to. Yeah, check in. those those were awesome. the three that I played with, and it was, um, it was a blast. Yeah. And I it had like I said it had been a few months because we're working on the next project uh, since I'd really sat yep. down and played a game of it. Holy smokes, that game is fun. It is. I mean, it's just so many good choices and so much. The It's fun. It's not. I mean, like there are combos, lots of them. So, I mean, it's one of ours. You can tell it's it's our kid, but like it's not. It's probably not as many combos as you've seen in a couple other of our games. Yeah, that's fair. But at the same time, there there are so many turns where you finish and you're like, Yes. Mm-hmm. I got this and this done. Awesome. Yep. My next one, I need to do this or this. And then someone takes the exact dice off the card you needed. And you're like, or I'm going to do something else. <laughs> like it's an immediate switch and turn around. So much fun. Yeah. But, I, I think it's, I, I do think there's a, an aspect that I'm seeing in, you know, having played obviously a hundred times like you as well. But when I'm starting to see the feedback we're getting in from the previewers and reviewers, you know, what's interesting is that folks are saying, Hey, you can still tell it's one of the family, right? It, it feels like those games, but it's not those games because it's a little bit lighter. It's not a lot lighter, but it's a little bit lighter than Motor City or Three Sisters probably. It's probably around Fleet Dice, but it has that spatial puzzle, right? The number puzzle that right. you know, Ben and Adam referenced. And I think that's a way to, you know, it still has tracks with powers. Like, you know, a lot of the games do like Fleet and some of the other ones, and those are great. But it's just got enough of a different element with the flip and rolling right and the special puzzle that, you know, I, I think you know, when we decided to do a line of games all those, you know, several years ago now, we want to make sure that they are all unique experiences. And, and yep. I don't think we've had any complaints yet that we're not doing that, which I think is awesome. I think this one has a chance for some legitimate 
um, emergent narrative too. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when you play Western Legends, you're not like, oh, I rolled a six and got. You're always right. like, I was Annie Oakley, and you were, you know, whatever Doc Holliday, and we had mm-hmm. this, and you kind of tell a story about what you did. You know, French Quarter has a little bit of that. Like, you know, I was only, I was gonna do shopping, and then I ended up on Bourbon Street and partied too hard, and then I got arrested, ended <laughs> up in the police station, and you yeah, know, it and, has and that it's cool that I got all these points for St. Anne Street, but. Too bad only got three buildings on St. Ann Street, apparently. Yeah. I don't know why I spent so much time eating. Yeah. yeah. I'm killing Decatur. Why am I not scoring on it? Like, like it's that kind of a thing. Like, you, it, there is a narrative yeah. that kind comes of talk out of about it. your little adventure you yep. had. Yep. And, it, and, 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 you know, I know this sounds like a sales job, but I promise you it's not. The mayor cards only make it cooler. Like, it's I, such I a good solo experience. Yeah. Like, and I'm not a super solo gamer, but we know that a lot of people who play Rolling Rights especially mm-hmm. love the solo modes. Oh, my gosh. Folks, you are going... Yeah. I, I mean, this solo mode is so much fun. So, fr- friend of the show, Monica, who is a very dedicated solo player, and after she really played her against, she calls it Captain Sigurd, she played so much... We've talked about it on the show as well. She played so much Fleet, the dice game. Solo, um, and she had invented her own captain, Captain Sigurd, who she play against, and you know really liked it. So I reached out to her for three sisters and said, "Hey, would you, you know, be willing to play this? Because you're very active. We would love to get your thoughts." And she would post about it on the, uh, you know, uh, SYOT. I think it is the geek list, right? Right. Um, and that really, I think, does it, it, it. Not only, frankly, is it good for us, you know, say marketing wise. Monica is just a very good ambassador, and you know, I'll be honest, she didn't. Really like three or Motor City. She loves Three Sisters. She still she has her real copy that she plays at home, and she carries around the prototype that she'll take on the road. Like she's a swimmer, and she went to a swim meet literally last month, and she took her old proto because that was like a little bit smaller to fit in her bag. And Motor City was a little too complex for her. She's like, I just never quite got there. And she played her first. She posted about her first play French Quarter. Today. Yeah, I saw it. It was great. Yeah, it was. And she was just. I mean, she said, "Listen, I, I like Motor City. I love, I love Three Sisters." She goes, "I did not like it. It was just a little bit. You know, I never quite got it. Right? The, it never quite hit." And she already is feeling where you know French Quarter, you know, where she can see what she's doing. It makes sense. She was like, "Mayor Mayor Carly is shockingly a little nicer and, than and the and previous Mayor, iteration." And, and Mayor Carly <laughs> is an a lot nicer Emma than Otter Emma Edith. and Farmer Edith. Way nicer. I don't tell my daughter, who's turning ten, by the way, yeah. Edith. <laughs> How despised she is and sweared at in gaming. I, I do tell her she's infamous. I but mention I it in yeah. every podcast that I'm on. <laughs> yeah, that these are there, there's a real child and she is ten <laughs> and cute as a button. Yep. And if you saw a picture, you would be ashamed of yourself <laughs> of all the swearing for what you've done, you've done and said to her. Like that is not her fault. And no. everyone just cracks up because we've all yep. hated them so we much. Have. Yeah, no, Mayor Collie, so just as a, for, for those that have played the games, Mayor Collie does no sheet striking. She's not coming after your collar or your uh, your bonus rows. She's not coming after your stuff. She kind of just gets in your way. She's having yeah. a party. You're not invited, so really, you got to move around it's it. It's a and, really fun puzzle to yeah. plan around, though. Um, it is. It's really well done. And you can do it as a variant, too, in, yeah. in, in multiplayer, which is great. So. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah. I like it quite a bit. And we got some cool uh, stretch goals planned, so it's going to be a fun campaign. Um, I, I can't wait. I'm so proud of, of this game. It came out of, you know, the kernel idea was uh, my wife, Rebecca, and I went down there. This must have been four or five years ago for a wedding. 
and we had a blast basically doing what you do in the game. We just wandered around the mm-hmm. French Quarter for two straight days, went to the rehearsal dinner, mm-hmm. went to the wedding, but like kind of wandered and got lost and found all these things and street performers and jazz and food and all the all these cool unicycles and, and second line parades, these wedding parades. We got to be in one. We got to be in the oh, parades with the handkerchiefs and the umbrellas going through town. And so on the plane ride home, you know, I had the map of the French Quarter. I'm like, well, this is a this is a game map. Just looking at it, so I just wrote in my notebook like 50 things that if we did a game about <laughs> French Quarter, here's 50 things you know I'd I'd want in the game mentioned somehow or at least referenced. And many to most of those ended up somewhere in the game like referenced. And I'm mm-hmm. just super proud of like it, we're, it's funny we're always mechanics first, but this yeah. was like this is kind of like Three Sisters in that you know yeah. Three Sisters made a game about the garden. This yep. was literally like. I want to make a game about this experience we had. You know what's funny too is I will say as much as we were kind of, uh, I don't say mocking, but we were talking about the automotive theme. You know, ben and I have been talking for years about jokingly making an engine building game about making engines, right? Because we're in Detroit, we love cars. And that was, you know, we when we pitched the idea to Adam and he designed the game, we're like, hey, we want to make a game about Motor City. And, you know, he had some ideas on sort of the, the initial, you know, um, ideas behind the sheets and what the layouts were going to do and how it was all going to work. And then we got together and designed it. And so while that one, they've all, I guess my point is they've all kind of been theme first to some extent. I mean, really as interesting as that is, even though we do kind of jokingly say we are mechanics first folks, but there's something about these two sheet reloaded rolling rights where it like super lends itself to a theme first. Well, it does. I can't put my thumb on it, but it totally does. I'm not completely a theme first designer. I'm, I, I, I've I've kind of shifted to that camp that says I'm experience first, that I know what experience I want the yeah. player to have, yeah. and I just keep aiming at that with different mechanisms, and and some of that you need the theme, but sometimes a theme doesn't completely accomplish that. Yeah. So you can make a lot of games about cars, for instance, Kanban is mm-hmm. about cars, and a lot of people compare this as uh, you know Motor City is Kanban the Rolling Right. Uh, oddly enough, not the game that it's modeled after, and not no. the game, not a game I had played yet. Yeah. Um, and so thematically only, uh, no game yeah, play wise. It's yeah. about yeah. cars, but but th- but that's what I'm saying. You can take the theme, but then you're aiming for the experience, and part yep. of that experience that we aim at, I would look at things like we want combos. Okay, we want a creative uh, dice mechanism. We want, and we're wanting players to find the joy in that kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that the puzzle in French Quarter. The little number puzzle that kind of <laughs> sounds like it, it kind of plays like Welcome to, but not exactly. Yeah. It's not yeah, yeah, quite yeah. as linear, but but that is such a neat experience that yep. you want people to have that because it's them going to a particular place and experiencing what that place has to yep. offer, getting the the things from it as bonuses in the game. It's it it's a really experience driven story. You probably just kind of explained my Motor City struggling a little bit more, right? So Three Sisters, as much as people love hate gardening. They really do. People garden because they want to, right? That's why you go garden. You no one has to garden unless you're a farmer or it's how you're feeding your family. French Quarter, you're wandering around the French Quarter. Like, and it feels to some extent as much as you can, like you're wandering around the French Quarter. Motor City, you're going to work. <laughs> <laughs> we just modeled your work day right. really we well. Said, hey, uh, two sheets. You and dice. can go work at a yeah. factory. Go feed your family. Right. Enjoy this. And maybe if people aren't as excited to go Check to work. Check out this spreadsheet. <laughs> this feels like work. Yeah, it's about the automotive industry right. in the 60s. Because people yeah. have even it said that work. a game feels some, as thematic as it can for what the theme is. And it, it does. You know, some things that you do in that game, Motor City, I mean, do 
And unfortunately, maybe you're, the illusion that you're getting yeah, is to your workplace and not something that you want to be doing. Either way, hey, it's all good. So it was a while ago. Yeah. But between our last podcast and now, we did go to Baltimore, guys. Oh, jeez. Unpub Prime. We drug some protos out there. Yeah, Anything stick out in your memories from uh, our trip to Baltimore for uh, Unpub, which is the Unpublished Games uh, Festival. All these designers come into town. Put their prototypes on the table and for three straight days, uh, play test their protos yeah, with each I other. I had a in good public. time. Why was I late? Uh, oh, work crap. No, it was uh, Lily was in Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah, it was Little Mermaid. Oh, we got the best barbecue. Uh-huh. We did. Pit Beef. What's Pit, that place uh, called? Chaps. Chaps. Chaps Pit Beef. Is it really called Chaps? 100%. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> of course, it is. you should go to Baltimore just for you Chaps. So, of all Chaps the places, Pit you know, beef is what's up. <laughs> it is. Whenever you go to like those places that are on TV shows, sometimes they just don't live up to it. The Chaps drive us in Exactly. Die. Yeah. Chaps is never, and we've been there twice now, and three or four, three, three times? Oh, yeah, yeah a three lot. or four. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it I think lives I up to the, the hype and it's then some. always great. Every time. And here's what I don't understand. Why are we not eating every meal there? It's only like 30 minutes. We should it, go we there should every time. Because yeah. Yeah. we go to other places and just get let yeah, down. And get, it's just worse. Like All I think is, this isn't as good as Chaps. I, I would say, if it was slightly closer, I guess. Will you please close the door? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're so nice. So nice. so nice. Nicest recording it, is, needed a recording because the door is so frequently open because there's a line out the door. There is because it's yes. super good. But yeah, I know Unpub was great. Like I had a, I mean, it was my first, I'll call it convention. In like three years. In, since 2019. Yeah. Saw some really good games. Yep. Um, yep. Got to got to play them and, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And so I really appreciated some of the great designs that are coming out from some other folks. Um, I love checking out what the Winsmith guys are doing. Yeah. Um, they always make fun games. They do. And they do. so uh, I enjoyed Playing their stuff, um, yeah, I like seeing friends. You know, I tried to walk around as well and, and look for folks that were struggling to get seats and sit, sit down a couple times, or maybe people that looked like they, you know, were yeah. well, eager a to lot play, of us were struggling to get seats. There weren't a lot of people. To be the fair, yeah, the we don't, public we don't, was a little sparse. This yeah, year. it yeah. was. It, it was more of a designer show, more, almost like a proto spiel. Which yeah. one of you played the financial planning game with me, and we had a riot? Or no, it was Josh Mills. Was Josh Mills. I was yeah. gonna say that was not Dude, me. Hey, yeah. if you're out there and you want a great playtest, find this guy Josh Mills. He just yeah. made Milkman, by the he way. Did? So that yeah. just kickstarted. Yep. Designer of Milkman and uh, Rocky Road All Mode. He yep. actually works in video games. He's like the most fun friend we have. He makes every playtest amazing. He does. So we sat down. This woman designer, she um, works in financial uh, sector, and she has a real heart to uh, help train people on. Uh, balancing their budget and making good financial decisions. So she put this really fun game together that it seemed like it was going to be boring because you're just balancing a spreadsheet with like your monthly income versus your monthly bills. And then like life events would happen to you and you have to like (laughs) go through all this and like, you know, get your way to financial solvency. (laughs) And it sounded like when she was saying like, this is going to be super boring, but we had a Blast! It was like so well done, and I, I I'm ashamed of myself. I don't have the notes here. I lost the note uh, on the designer's name and the name of the game. But anyway, it was really fun, and it, it was like kind of the surprise of the con for me. Yeah. It was this little game about balancing your budget turned out to be super fun. Yeah, I loved a card game that Matt Wolf brought out. Um, it was card based, and that it was super fun. Was it his had, design? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you meant is if you like brought someone's card. No, no, game. no, no, no. Got it. This was one of his designs. Oh, very cool. And, and he I had love a good two card or three game. that I played. Yeah. And I liked everything he's doing right now. That's a smart designer. Uh, yeah. he, but I liked all three of the ones he that I played of his. But the card one especially was a little bit out of the ordinary for him. Yeah. You know, because I'm used to him doing more of the Euro thing. It was great. If you're unfamiliar really with Matt, his recent ones are, uh, is Raising Chicago out yet? 
Uh, I don't know, I don't but Square, so. Square and Circleville was out. His yeah. next Race Chicago is coming. If it isn't already out, I I don't know. Okay, yeah, he's a good designer yep. and a friend. With uh, his art game, I loved, like love, love, loved his art. Uh, discount art teacher, whatever it was called. Oh yeah, yeah. it was yeah. so dang clever. It was. It that was, was really, really cool. Speaking like of party, game. party games, clever party we games. I was gonna say had this. A we had party a party game. game. Yes, shockingly enough, uh, Ben had this idea like. Not very long before Unplugged, like like a weeks, week. <laughs> like a week or two before Unplugged, uh, yeah. and we just he he made it up and from we, a corporate training video. I thought of, of a party game. Yep. Diamonds yeah. are made under pressure, people. That's they right. are AI party, and it was legitimately great. I mean, it it is exactly what it's supposed to be, and that's good, better, and different. But it was super fun. We played it a ton. It kills every time. We just it played does. it at Unplugged Mini Detroit. Like Matt, you just need to sell it to somebody. Yeah. Don't care who. Sell that design because it totally it's, should be in Target. It's really great. Yeah, we got to figure out. So we are origins. a tabletop publishing company, we are. but here's the deal: to get a party game to be a hit, you got to have those relationships. Yeah, a pathway to big box stores. Right. We don't have those relationships. No. We're not going to kickstart a party game because most of them fail on Kickstarter. Yep, you got to go all in, print twenty, thirty thousand of them, and hope it gets into Target. Yeah, and, and this we one, don't have those connections yet. And the nature of the publisher. the nature of the game, and it, you know, we try hard not to explain games in this podcast, so I won't. But you know, it's going to require like professional art direction yeah. and some, you know, some some professional things that we don't have. And I, you know, we still all of us, you know, we sell games. We do our, our game designs together now. And I think this is one that, to your point, has an opportunity to very quickly, you know, get sold. It's just a matter of getting back out there. You know, we've just Origins Origins is what, a month away? Yeah. So, you know, start hitting the bricks and seeing what we can I'm do. I'm gonna there. curate the picture deck a little better based on some mm-hmm. really great feedback from um uh Kelly Crowther actually yeah. when yep. we were in that playtest. You really pegged why some of the cards were working and others weren't. Yeah. Um and really had good direction on Awesome. Uh, curating the deck yeah. a little more. But so no, anyway, we finally have a party game, and we draft it. We friggin' love. Yeah, that's a harder sell because people kind of play it on their own, and yeah. it's kind of yep. like one of those you can play without owning the game. Hey, let's do a draft, and yeah. we had formalized it. But AI party, I think, like I, honestly, in my heart of hearts, believe it belongs in Target. Like I do too. It, it belongs mm-hmm. in the big box stores. It's really rad. Yeah, we had a pretty good unpub actually, considering we didn't really go in with much. We. I, we can't talk about the other thing that happened, I don't think, so we won't, but basically another game of ours that we didn't... Right, that hasn't been announced yet. Yeah. We had some really great tests of some ones Adam's been working on. Yeah, Durango's and... Durango yep. and uh, 10 Stories. Yeah, we are working really hard. Some Durango's more rolling rights that are in the hopper, along. working along. There's a few folks out there that have played it, I think. Yeah, Durango is real testing. smooth, man. I'm, yeah. I'm thrilled. Now, the Umpub was awesome for Durango because some of our best designer buddies played it and really put it through the crucible and like yep, yep. these areas and, y'all got to fix and like uh, and it was at great the Unpub Mini we just had yes. here in Detroit we had a couple designers that played it and gave us some really useful feedback that was mm-hmm. pretty well attended so just last weekend yeah. we were at the Unpub Mini in Detroit front of the show Kevin and, and Mike Petty and Mike right Petty, yep. put it on at, at Gatekeeper Games, probably not the best name for a store, but you know, Gatekeeper Games. I, is, I do is, think they're probably not up on the hobby. Uh, we're not we're trying not to be gatekeeper, yep, gatekeepers I, in the I hobby. Think the lineage, there's a there's a wording issue there. I the owners owners, uh, I, I the man and woman. I yeah. cannot recall their names. Seem very nice. They were they awesome. Do not seem like gatekeepers. They did not. I think there's a uh, <laughs> a reference to knighthood there that yes. is yeah. unfortunately, but yeah, nice little nice store. And, you know, it was it's a good not turnout a, for the Unpub Mini. Not something I'd done before, right? These these kind of Unpub Minis are sort of kind I'll of. I think it was thing. really and, cool. You know that some of us, uh, all three of us, actually go and help out with Kevin Crowther. Uh, you know, he teaches a game design class yeah. at, at the high school where he teaches, 
Um, and we had the opportunity, have, have had the opportunity through the years to go and visit that class yep. and help those students with their designs. A couple of his students actually brought their designs to this thing. Cool. And we're having people play them and they were sharp. It was like, good. It yeah. was great work. It was really cool And to so see. some real fresh young designers who are doing some really cool things. Yeah. I mean, it's fun because we've been doing that class for what, almost five years now. You know, and most of the kids in that class are never going to design a game. They don't. They don't want to. It's a class. They have fun during the they class. They have fun, but they're not like super serious. Yeah, about it's it. not something they want to do. It's just, a it's, math elective. It's a, it's a math elective. They're having a good time. They enjoy the process, but they're not. They're not going to turn it into a hobby down the road. But these these two, you know, really seem like they've got ideas they want to pursue and, and work on, which is fantastic. They had really good um, attendance at mm-hmm. their tables at yeah. their play tests, and it seemed like it was going really well. So that's one cool. of the things also that I've done recently. Um, in this vein is I went and visited Ian Zhang's friend of the show. Um, Matt and I went and visited his uh, class at Lawrence tech. Oh, right on. Uh, which is a, which is a, a college university nearby. Yep. Um, and they have a game design program where they've just added um, some analog elements. Yeah. They normally do, it's a digital, I think it's a digital game design. Yes. Or it's game design, but it's obviously digitally. It's it's meant yeah. for digital, but what they were finding is they were getting a lot of folks who were prepared to code mm-hmm. and 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 develop games for the online format, but what they didn't have were game design chops. Right. And so they were like, what if we added an analog game design class and students had to do that and then we also taught them the computer stuff so that they would be better equipped as game designers yeah. when they're making their own computer games. There were so many great games. So what he did was smart, you know, because it's a college classroom, so you can ask a little more of your students. I mean, he introduced them to the hobby games, which is the same thing Kevin does in his high school class, is you introduce, you know, a bunch of kids to hobby games that haven't played them before in most cases. And then their design challenge was to take their favorite or preferred hobby game and design an expansion to it. So it allowed oh, that's some, cool. Yeah. So it gave right. some structure, right? You weren't coming up with a fresh idea because that's that's hard for anybody to do. And, you know, in a 10 or 12 week course, sometimes it's not enough time. So it allowed you to have an existing structure that you could build off of. So it was really interesting, you know, for like Adam and I to come in, you know, at the end of the class basically and see what's fundamental to their final products. For most of the games we recognize, you know, a lot of popular games you'd expect. Yeah. I mean, there was Root. There was, uh, I love the one Tiny that was, Towns, like, Kabuto uh, Sumo. Oh, Kabuto Sumo, Summoner Wars. I mean, yeah. um, something I'm forgetting that. First uh, one photosynthesis. I played, photosynthesis. Yeah. Was one of them. Yep. I mean, like, there were lots of games you'd yeah, recognize and, and some really cool expansions. There was. And they did, like, I, I say, I'm not a Summoner Wars player, I, I, but I can say that watching the, the Summoner Wars get played for a few minutes and kind of talking to the, the couple of designers, you know, it was, it, everything worked perfectly and, like, it was clever. It was using a unique theme. And those are, it's basically a one on one thing. So my deck versus your deck kind of deal. And, like, we got to play, you know, yeah. it, these are just, it's really, it's really a fun design challenge, I think. So for, for these shout students. out to Lawrence Tech in Southfield. Yeah, and, and, uh, awesome uh, and Ian, that Ian did design. a great job. Yeah, there. Ian, nice work. So we did skip our other party game that we <laughs> took to Baltimore. Town Crier. Town Crier. Town I, Crier. It's the official name now. <laughs> it is next to Mr. Ben Beagle. So good. Daryl Louder actually. Oh, Daryl's time. Okay. Yeah, Daryl renamed it. So, real quick, without talking a lot about <laughs> Town Crier, we had this idea: what if you kept your buddy's um, hands busy with objects and then threw dodgeballs at him. That would be really funny. Like we could kind of punk our design friends. Yep. You know, we'd pretend like we were playing this party game and then we'd just pelt him with dodgeballs. Correct. So, and it totally worked by the way. 100%. I thought it wasn't going to work at all. So Matt brings 100%. a plunger. We go to Target yep. and get, we call them Kevy balls. They're those big bouncy balls in the bin. 
and you suction this huge bouncy ball to a plunger and give it to the person in their right arm. And then in their left arm, you give them this long, like minute long speech to read. And you tell yep. them, hey, here's this new party game. You have to read this speech, you know, in your best whatever voice. And don't let us knock the ball off the plunger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, totally don't let us knock the ball off the plunger. Not that we're aiming at the ball on the plunger. <laughs> right, at all. You can tell the, the purists and the pure in heart yes. because they were aiming at the ball on the they plunger. They were, and the rest of us were aiming at other balls. <laughs> right, they were Silly. aiming at anything else. Yeah. Somebody, Your face. We're laughing. Like, we're crying. We're laughing yeah. so hard as we're doing this. And I hear somebody go, nobody he's aiming at the ball on the plunger <laughs> and i hear tc go that's the boy yes i, I the so friend of the show kurt uh keith yeah you know designer and friend he i think was the first one to really make sure the ball was well plunged yeah and he happened to draw a big pimpin uh, yeah. by jay-z you know, right. a, a literary classic a literary classic speech literary that classic. most people would recognize yes and yeah. he spent the next almost two and a half minutes Trying. Reading through Big Pimpin' the best that he could, trying not to get pelted. And it was, I I very rarely, people say, ha ha, crying out, laughing. Yeah, I was crying. crying. I was, it was yeah. very actively funny. crying. I was laughing so hard. And it I love the videos. The there, were, yeah. there were some other, you know, there were like game designers who were at Unpub who were like, Unpub is on their own feed, like with camera. They were yes. like, they show their face and they're like, Unpub is great. Let me show you why. And they would take a picture, they would turn their camera around, and there's their game. And they're like, here's the game I designed. Mm-hmm. And it's this big, you know, worker placement Euro. Beautiful Euro, yeah. And then they're like, and here's another game happening. Yeah. And they pan up, and you can see us all just throwing dodgeballs at someone uh, who was trying, who was holding a plunger, trying to read something. Yep. And they're like, "Yep, that's Unpub." Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just funny because it was, it was. like, "And here's it, a stupid it's totally game." Great. It did exactly what we wanted it to do, and you know, it, you can play with as many people as want to grab a ball and start throwing. Exactly. Which was everyone that was in that area. That's right. We wouldn't want to was participating. So uh, more than a dozen people were at any given moment, hundred percent. It was awesome. It was. Anything else from Unpub Prime or Unpub Mini? No. Fellas, I, I do want one shout out because yeah. uh, Nate Wool, friend of Gilmore, oh, some other yeah, yeah, people yeah, we Nate, know. Yep, we, yep. we probably had met him before, but you know, yeah. met him officially and hung out with him. I guess, I just got to give credit where credit is due. He, he put this proto on the table. Um, Atlantis Rising or Reborn, doesn't matter. Yeah. Something about Atlantis. Yep. And he had said, hey guys, you want to play a heavy Euro? And Matt's like, No. Um, like we'll do 45 minutes. <laughs> He's okay. like, guys, it's going to take two and a half hours. And Matt's like, I'll give you 45 minutes. That's exactly. Which is, honestly, that's our standard it is. response at Unpubs. Like at, I'll give you an hour. Right. At a, at, a sh- at a show where you're playing different people's games, I, I was not mean. I was abrupt. I just said, I, Nathan, you seem like a wonderful person. I can't promise you two hours because I don't think, you know, that's just not how I want to do these shows. And his, his proto was in line with our protos, meaning it was uh, no art, just... <laughs> Uh, a black, black and white, and white. printed yep. tape, when i saw that pens, there were just yeah, there were pens. just like scraps of paper taped to uh, like other pieces of paper like, yeah, uh-huh. i knew this was yeah. matt and ben he picked the right he picked like, the, he picked the to right play portion with. of motor he city did. game work because yeah, concentrate on your gameplay not on your proto of your art not on, not on the there art was, of your proto there was markered lines loved it on the proto we played but he came up with this idea that was, I don't know if I'm overstating it, but it was brilliant. It was it the was. best rondelle I've ever seen because he figured out a way as you're, everyone's played Trajan or these other, it is a rondelle. It's a rondelle and it's also a Mancala. Yeah. It's Trajan. It's these other games where you have to pick up um, meeples or cubes and drop one in each box as you go um, around the circle. Right. 
But he came up with this amazing idea where you'd have a shared space with the person on your left, you'd have a shared space with the person on your right, and there's a shared space in the middle that everybody shares. So you're constantly managing the meeples that drop off in these buckets. And of course, if there's a bunch in the middle, I want to take them because I don't want to leave them for the next person. And I don't want to leave a bunch of good meeples in the shared space with Adam on my right. And like... Mm -hmm. It didn't really matter what the rest of the game did. It just had to work. That's yep. what we told him. This is good enough. It's yeah. so fun to manage your Rondo. This is that your idea. The rest of the game just can't be broken. It yeah. was yep. so dang good. And we ended up playing two and a half hours and finishing the game. Basically, yeah. That's it, awesome. Which blew my mind. Yeah. And it was so great. It's it's going to get published. Um, yeah. If I, we did heavy Euros, I would have signed it. But right, we don't. Right. If we're doing our own stuff. If we signed anybody's games. If we signed other people's games, yeah. I literally would have signed I, I, it. I, you know, I was very honest with them. Like we, our feedback, you know, Ben says this jokingly, but it's 100% true. You know, we if it's something that's not super hitting, you know, I'm going to give feedback still If nicely. it's not that good. Yeah. If, if it's not great or I don't love it. Then I'm I'm gonna keep the feedback somewhat cursory because I just I know that I can't separate my own desire to be like do all these things different from I'm gonna keep it high level as I can and, and just say here's what you should do this game I was willing to dig in and be like this isn't good enough for what's going on here and actually you know be be a little I don't want to say meaner but be a little more abrupt and, well we and, did we're like hey listen Nate we're gonna start by saying this your game's awesome right. And now we're gonna like direct. That's we're gonna we're gonna act very direct like we do yep. with each other because your game's worth it. Right. We're gonna dig in and like really nitpick a lot of stuff yep. and like don't try not to get your feelings hurt. So we're gonna be very direct and very yep. specific because your game is super worth yeah. this and, analysis. And it's, it's also like, hey, we give the lesson. You do not have to do anything Absolutely. we say. And we, completely ignore us if you right. want. And we won't be mad and it's your game. But here's what we here's what we see. And it's just it's just a clever game. You know, I, I really, really liked it. Because to your point, his his core was was great, and everything else worked perfectly. You know, with, with a few things, but I mean, everything else worked in the way that it needed to to support. We always call it the feld, right? Yep. His feld worked, nice. and everything else needs to support the feld, and it did. The so, feld meaning every Stefan Feld Euro is some clever mechanism that's brilliant, and then just a bunch of euros, euro stuff. whatever stuff to support yep. that mechanism. It's the Mancala intrasion. It's the Card play in Strasbourg. It's the, you know it's all the it's the thing that it's you the do. The little wheel in Macau. Yep, the little dice yep. wheel. Yeah, and it's the, the rest of the game just can't be broken. It right. just has to work to it support. Has to make the thing. everything else point at each other. A little that's bit. actually a good lesson for all you aspiring game designers <laughs> yeah. out there. Come back to your core kernel of like, why did I start this game? Generally, yeah. you started a game with some really cool thing that yep. got you excited. Everything you add to your game should support that singular idea of why did I start making this game? What's the cool thing? And reinforce that. Right. Fellas, it's that time. We're going to try to keep it brief tonight. Adam, are you ready? I was born ready. This is going to be super easy. I feel. Of course. I feel this is a softball. Of course. I'm going to need your top three non-board gaming hobbies. All right. That is pretty easy. Um, Okay. So we're going to go with number one. Is number one number one, or are these in Ooh, no particular order? I can put them in, the, in in reverse order, probably. Okay, we're going to go in reverse order. Number three is going to be guitar. Oh, fist bump. Um, I enjoy playing music and singing with it, and I have had a band everywhere I've lived, um, and it's 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 a super fun hobby. Do you play guitar right now? Um, yeah, I can. I, yeah. I are you in that. a band right now? Um, no, I sing with a group of friends, but we're not like... Playing shows. Yeah. You're a pretty good singer from what I've heard, honestly. Hey, thanks. Yeah, we should be in a band. We should be in a we band. We already have a company. I could I could play guitar or bass in your band. Matt, uh, get I, ready I, I to play like, tambourine, baby. I got nothing for you. 
You're could, the looks. You can play the cowbell. <laughs> exactly. All right, what's number two? Um, number two hobby uh, is going to be, and this one's a little bit weird. I like to uh, draw house plans, like blueprints for houses. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is a head of guitar. It is. I oh, spend wow. more time doing that than I do. Like this. This is something you did like this week or last week, like in the last it, month. Look out at my dining room table, and you'll see a stack of my designs. Yeah, I do this almost daily. That is. I've known you for what five years now, right? And like, listen, don't get me wrong. I don't have that many friends, but you're like top four, three, maybe yeah, two yeah, yeah. sometimes. <laughs> I had no idea. That's but, crazy. Yeah, I don't talk about it a lot because yeah, it's weird. Why am I designing houses? I'm not. It's not like I'm selling them. It's not it, like it's, I'm ever going to build one of them. Kind of awesome though. I'm not going to lie. I Do you love that. the rolling right where you make a floor plan? Is it called floor plan? It is called floor plan, and I actually really do enjoy it. And but I'm bad at it because I try to make it something that I would want to actually have work, and That's you need so, not to do that. In so that game. awesome and random. Have you play? Have you done any of those like house plan kits that you can buy, where like you do the floor plan and then build it? Like, um, yeah, I've looked at it. Yeah. Um, Lily did one of those back in the day. They're pretty cool. Yeah. It sounds like a game is brewing in there somewhere, like where, where you're actually rewarded to make a pretty aesthetic, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More than just a wow. point monitoring that house. That's wild. So that would be interesting. You uh, could have given me 10,000 guesses. That would have got there. And I wouldn't have said sketching floor plans at the <laughs> like kitchen table. Eating bugs. Where the hell are we at right now? And I still wouldn't have got there. Like I would have just been naming things from outside. Trees. Adam's hobby is trees. Making no? a movie out of Beta Colony. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's a whole right. other oh, thing. That's, that's something else. That's something that else. That's a different thing that's happening. Not involving me. Yeah. Um, okay. Number. Number one uh, is going to be reading or listening to uh, audiobooks, but reading stories, reading books, yeah. listening to audiobooks. That's, that's number one. What's yep. your main? Uh, do you have a main genre, or are you like you do everything? Um, I do everything. My main genre would be fantasy, um, and I spend most of my time there. But almost all of it is audiobook. Fantasy is almost always audiobook. Um, if it's anything nonfiction. It's in my hands, real book. Um, if it's popular level, mm-hmm. um, like my wife is a part of a couple of different book clubs, and I usually read those as well. Um, and those can go either way. I believe that about you because you're like crazy well read. Um, uh, this is I, like I really enjoy it. Yeah, when, when you and uh, Rebecca, uh, you teach at the same university. You did a, a podcast series for lectures, and I was always really impressed with the subjects you talked about. You like don't just have an opinion; you have a well-read, well-rehearsed, <laughs> well-researched. Like you really get into and like know why you believe things. That was always impressed by that. Hey, thanks. Yeah. I enjoy I enjoy reading a lot, and yeah. so stories Good are one. always fun. Um, you know, one of these days, maybe How? I'm I'm actually okay. Weird hobby. Yeah. Um, one of the things I'm working on right now, and I've told you all about this, is that I'm trying to write a Hallmark That's Christmas movie. Awesome. You, and I really awesome. think it's totally going to work. Um, That's so so good. I, yes. I love stories so good. and I love playing around with the elements of story. And it's always been a part of my life and it's still a part of my life. Like, for instance, I know this is, I don't want to get too lost into this, but I love, um, you know, one of the things I like about preaching yeah. as a pastor yeah, is yeah, that yeah. Um, you get to use storytelling. And the yeah. elements of storytelling come into the rhetoric of preaching. Yeah. And I know that not everyone wants to hear me talk about rhetoric, but uh, just know, yeah, hey, stories are a huge part of it. Storytelling was good enough for Jesus. Exactly. So it works for you. I, I I love it. So The Hallmark movie, you need to finish that, you by do. The way. So how long have you been doing the house thing? How many? 
Uh, years? 20. Okay, so I, wow. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to come back to that because I was thinking about this a little bit. Because I have my, my answers are very easy because they haven't changed since I was 12 years old. Yeah. And, I, and not everyone's like that. Because I was, I was talking to Emma about this. So real quick sidebar. Emma and I flew to D.C. two weeks ago. So right. she could be on... The Today Show or something? Uh, yeah, Good this week America. on ABC. Yeah, this week on ABC. Yeah, it's okay. just Stephanopoulos. George Stephanopoulos' yeah. show. Uh, as a, it was a show about you know shooting survivors and gun violence, etc. And Emma's got a voice, and she used it, and we're super proud of her. But um, I say that to say we were talking about she has fallen in love with F1 racing, much like Ben has recently because of the show so Drive great. to Survive. Great show, great sport. And yeah, it, it, I, I don't enjoy it at all. Not a single <laughs> thing about it. I, I, I love talking to Emma. She can talk to me. She does all day. I've every always day. liked Emma more than you. Uh, fact. That's that's <laughs> short trip. Most people. Yeah, do. most people do. <laughs> so, like even today, she's telling me all about something happening. And I they canceled the race last weekend because of flooding. She talked about that too. Oh yeah, I heard about that last week. But it was it, she literally like you know she, I, I listen to her because I love, I love talking to her, but I don't know it and I don't enjoy it. Um, so we were talking about the fact that like you know her hobbies have. You know, she's young at that age where they adjust, and but there are some people who, if you ask this question, it would be different every year. Right and yeah, mine are a little fluid. Yeah, I, for whatever reason though, you know. So mine just just quickly going order, to, right? Sorry, but to yeah, support yeah. your point, I've probably got six to eight things in my life over forty three years that I've loved, and I generally have time for two, maybe three. Right, and there's four or five that completely languish. I mean, for and I, and a I assumed board gaming was not. Yeah, non board gaming. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. We'll just assume board gaming's number one. Right, for all of us. I, I was about to say yeah. I play board games all the time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I wish I did. So um, Matt, uh, what do you got? So. My three have been the same three since I was a, a kid. Sports, I'm going to say sports generically. Fantasy sports, watching sports. I, I'm not playing sports, and I'm I'm not where I used to be with that. Like that's it's fallen, you know, much less of my life than it has been over the years. But it's still something that I, I do. I, I like baseball. I like football. Not hockey, basketball so much, but I pay attention. I track scores. I track players, etc. Number two is video games. You has just been broke Dan Patrice's heart. Like you didn't have to call out hockey. Like you could have said not tennis. I, I don't like you didn't. Have I like all sports, but not hockey. And I don't like deck building. <laughs> I love you, DC. You didn't have to, yeah. didn't have to make it. DC. Early. Anything DC. Transformers no, no, I, are no good too. I was. Th- I'm thinking of Big Four, right? For those for yeah. our European listeners, we don't have soccer here, and it's boring anyway. So too bad. That's but, not uh, true. <laughs> um, but we both is, have soccer. We do. We have Major League Soccer, and it's not boring. If if it. <laughs> I, I, I'll try. Soccer is like racing. I just need to no, get see, me. y'all do this. Y'all, it's boring. There's not enough points. And we love American football. Like, we don't just arbitrarily say that scoring gives you six so or be, seven. Be, like, that's that's garbage. A yeah, 21-0 game is three to zero. Three to, yeah, I yeah. get it. No, I don't have a problem with the lack of scoring. I have a problem with the fact that half the game is standing. Either way, I don't want to, we're not going to do the soccer conversation. You just right said now. you like baseball. Anyway. Yeah. Baseball has a lot baseball of Baseball has okay. way more standing. To be fair, baseball also has a lot of standing. But anyway, sports. But the number, pitch clock totally works, by about the way. 100%. I love the pitch clock. I do. It's great. It's so really great. good. Uh, so sports is number three. has been for a long time. Uh, number two is video games. Always has been. Always will be. You know, And the only reason it's not number one is because my number one is the biggest part of my life. And that's oh. reading. Wait, wait, wait. Go ahead. Back to video games. Yeah. What's your top three video games of the last 10 years? Last 10 years? Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect is probably number three. Number two is one of the Assassin's Creed's. I can't really pick because I played them all. Probably Origins, which is the Egyptian one. Number one with a bullet is Portal 2. Oh, that, that was the last 10 years? Yeah, Portal okay. uh, It's close. That may yeah. be at the edge of 10. No, you don't do Nintendo though, right? So you haven't done the Zelda that everyone's uh, loving I have not, right so now? So the new... I did, I did not like... Breath of the Wild. It felt like baby's first RPG. To a person like me who plays a lot of okay. the heavy PC RPGs, that one was too easy, too light. Um, doesn't mean it's bad. People love it, and I'm sure it's great. The new Zelda, 
I've not, I've not touched. I do okay. play a little Switch. You know, it's not. Oh, that's right. You got. Yeah, switch. it's not super heavy in my rotation. I'd rather sit at my computer, given the choice. But I still do. You know, uh, like I'm, you know, the app stuff. I do a couple of apps, pretty you know, card games like Marvel Snap and such, but not too much there. My, most of my PC gaming is still your classic. You know, solo. When I say solo, like party based, or but I'm not playing MMOs. I'm playing. You know, uh, we'll say on-prem RPGs, right? Or action RPGs, things like that. That's that's what I love. Witcher and Assassin's Creed and are know, those all Bio- still follow the green arrow to the thing? So it de- it depends. The <laughs> when we used to play Guild oh, Wars and all that was just mm-hmm. follow the green arrow to the thing. I, Assassin's Creed and those types of games are because the they're made specifically to be that. And yeah. there's two classes, right? And if I was twenty year old. Matt, I would play Elden Elder Ring and such that don't give you the arrow because they want you to wander around. Go figure it out and spend a hundred hours wandering around. Read every text Sounds box. Amazing. Have all the conversations. I'd love to have time for that. Me too. I loved that when I had time for it. Now I want to not. I don't, I don't play for two weeks. I want to sit down and just follow the arrow. Yeah, and I know that, and that's that's what I want. I want that to be there. I want to not know what's going on, but if I chase the waypoint, I'll get to where <laughs> I'm supposed to be. And I'm okay with that because that's the level of, you know, I, I don't play for a week or two sometimes. You know, sometimes right. I'll play three days in a row. So right now I'm, I was finishing up the last Assassin's Creed. I played in like reverse order and I've doing a couple other games. But yeah, that's still number two. And then number one is reading. Unlike Adam, I'm not well-rounded. It's all, all fantasy, fantasy still? all the time. 100%. So you're what, 45, 46? But there's oh. that still, many fantasy novels still? You, and you haven't read them all? And, and they're all rated at four stars on Amazon. Like that's, all of them. So the hardest part about Amazon is... Like, if is, you go to Audible, yep. all of them are four stars. <laughs> I have actually switched to Count. I've, I just trust the public to filter for me because I actually I have Kindle Prime, and so a lot of stuff is free, and I'm not reading anything with, like, 30 reviews. Not because it's not great, but because I just... I, I don't want to start a book that's going to not be very good. I'm actually going to... Every now and then, I'll solicit, you know, like... Yeah. People to tell me, hey, I need another good because, like, for example, the one I'm reading right now, I'm not going to talk about it, but it's been really long. It's been good, but it hasn't been what I expected it to be. It's been a little weird mix of like fantasy and space stuff, whatever. Uh-huh. I want a, and I'll ask you, even not right now on the show, but after, I want like a classic, like you know, farm boy and a sword, high fantasy kind of thing next. Okay, you know, and comes home you. and his hometown is all that ruined. Yeah, hundred percent. Insert adventure here. I have, meets a party, I, goes and fights the bad guy. I love all that stuff. Do you still have that rule that you won't read a series? Hundred percent. I will not start a series unless it's done. So you haven't read the the probably the two best series as far as popular vote out of fantasy what, literature. Rise of Locke Lamora and uh, no, that one's done. Okay, which is great. Is it done? I, I think. Oh, it was, hold on, I'll read it. I think it's it done. Um, but uh, name of the wind. Name oh, of the oh, wind oh, by oh, Patrick uh, Rothfuss. Yeah. Yes. I've heard it's amazing. Good night. That's great. He's on the. I mean, great. He's on the great. George R. R. Martin path. Okay, of, that's the I'll other one. The Song of I Ice and to. Fire. Yes. You haven't read any of that. Game of Thrones. No. So I, I actually Game of Thrones has been going on for so long. Well, that that yeah, that's the. Show. I had the first three yeah. books because I used to buy books fifteen years ago when it started, and now I don't buy books anymore. I'm all Kindle, so I just gave them away. You ready for me to upset folks? Yeah. Those are the only three you need. Go ahead and I've, stop I've at that. the end of book three and just enjoy the rest. Enjoy that series. Everything else after it moves at such a snail's pace compared mm-hmm. to those three books that it's really frustrating. The next Is that best... when he realized he could just do whatever he wanted? I think the story got so big. Yeah, me too. That it just kind of, it, it's falling under the weight of itself. Yeah. Our and buddy... then when HBO kind of, I think, figured out his ending, he's now got to figure out something else. Yeah. And he's sort of like Michael Scott in that, is this our surprise episode yeah. of The Office where yeah, he's like, yeah. no, 
there's a bigger surprise. Like yes. I think he's kind of in that kind of mode. Well, that's because it, it's it's kind of an American thing is to just milk things because we like money yep. endlessly. Our buddy um, described uh, British TV. Uh, why we all love it so much is because they understand the three the three act you know part. They right. they will lay out a story. Yep. And they will execute it, and then they'll generally be done with it. Yeah. You know, a lot of these BBC shows and stuff. And, and then they're done. They don't go it's back true. and just milk it endlessly. Uh, there's a few, you know, like even like, like Wheel of Time. But hey, we're milking sure. these rolling rights. As we are. Are. So I'm just <laughs> hey, hey, we're going to hey, American hey. the crap out of the rolling rights. <laughs> um, like Wheel, Wheel of Time is another one where I read it when I was a teenager. Yeah. That's how long that's been going on. And then I stopped because they weren't done and I never went back to it. So I read the first three, nine books later, I finally finished with, you know, what's his nuts? Brandon. Brandon came in and finished the Brandon deal Sanderson. for him. So, so I my may go theory, back to those, Here's my but theory. He's going to finish. That he's also going to finish 100%. The Song of Ice and Fire. Oh, that one too? Yeah. Wait, which one's the Path the, of Grotfuss one? Well, Name of the Wind. That's coming okay. later. Yeah. But my theory is that he will finish all of the great fantasy series. <laughs> he's a closer. He's, he's a closer. the closer. Yes. And so like George R.R. R. Martin will pass away, God rest no, his soul. Um. And, 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 and then yeah. Brandon Sanderson will come in to finish. And then Rothfuss won't finish his, and Brandon Sanderson will come in to finish. This is, what's the word? Shameless, bold, wild speculation, because I don't know the man at all. Patrick Rothfuss, I just assume, got a giant check and lost all motivation. Because his first book was such a huge hit. Here's the deal. And you get paid his for the second book, you're like, book. and I'm just going to make a lot of money. Oh, I have no reason to work anymore because I got this pile of money. Well, here's what I've heard. His first book, he, he worked on it for 10 years. Oh, okay. Sure. And so he is painstakingly um, almost scared to put out his work because he wants it to be excellent. Oh, okay. And the second book came out, and he had spent almost as many years kind of following up. Mm-hmm. And I think we're all just caught in the, we're like in year seven yeah. of waiting. For book three? For book three, because he's Is it three of three? Still or three of it. his? Okay. I don't want to give too much away, but in the yeah. frame of the story, there's someone telling a story for yeah. three days of what happened in three days of their life or three. Right. So, and so this is the third night that's supposed so to be coming out. Sense. And so it would seem that this is, unless Got they're going to Harry Potter this bad boy and make the last book two books. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that when well, then there's always prequels. If you like that trick, you like that money Listen, ball. I'll I'll read a completed trilogy that has other trilogies about it because that's a contextly it's contextually and done. And I'm not gonna lie, I um I do get mad at him whenever I see him like on a Tonight yeah. Show or something. I'm like, you no, no, no. Writing. What is Brandon Sanderson doing right now? <laughs> He's, He's writing. writing. Yeah. You know what you're Sanderson doing? Writes Talking. books fast. Like, oh, he writes. That man puts books out. That dude just puts books out. He like, does. while the rest of us eat and breathe and mm-hmm. sleep, he's writing. Yep. I just had a great idea. I'm going to make a prequel to Three Sisters. And it's also based on my backyard. You buy a house and there's this weed-infested back half an acre. <laughs> and it's overgrown with old scrub bushes and trees and, like, old garden things you have to rip out. And uh, and you just it's clearing the game. You you clear the area that became the three sisters garden. Terrible idea. Sounds, Sounds so fun. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> All right, my three. It's a lot of repeat. Number one, golf. Um, love, love, love golf. Uh, but and that's that, your one. That's my one. Yeah, super love golf. But that's actually I'll kind of do Matt. Also, all sports: um, football, baseball, basketball, hockey. I guess if the wings are good. Um, F1 I like now too. Fantasy sports are in there too. 
Um, when you were mentioned, Hey, I just read books based on, uh, the most ratings. Basically that's like the amount of time I have for fantasy baseball anymore is when I go to pick up players, I just sort by percent added. It's like, Hey, if 30% of leagues are adding this person, I I should probably put in for them too. So I don't have enough time to be good at them, but fantasy sports. Yeah. We've always, we've been in leagues together for like 20 years. It's a fantasy hack for those of you that are not, not used to playing. What's that? That was a fantasy hack. That's right. It is. Because that's that's a little deeper than the average person playing fantasy is going. Yeah, just sort by percent added. We've been fantasy football since college, so yeah, 20 years. Totally. Same league. It's been great. Mm -hmm. All right, so all sports, but golf specifically. Guitar, fist bump Adam. Boom. Love the guitar. Um, Kind of a basement rock star now. Not playing out or anything, but just very relaxing. I super love it. And then three was going to be mountain biking, but then I'm like, you're such a liar. You haven't mountain biked in like eight years yeah. since your kids have been grown. Three, I'm going to say is cigars. And that, I, would have, I would have guessed cigars in your top three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's funny about cigars. Like I found my, my buddy repeats this. He says, you know, you're very quiet, but then like you put a cigar in your hand and you'll like talk and share. And, you know, I found that like a lot of guys are generally like lonely and kind of want somebody to talk to. And I'm serious about that. So like at our um, church, we formed an unofficial little men's group that we call Holy Smokes. Great name. Great name. <laughs> And the attendance is massive because, you know, once a week, people really like just getting together, having a laugh, having a cigar. A cigar, a nice premium cigar lasts like two hours. So you just hang out and talk and, hey, how's the kids and all that stuff. But, like, you get into some really good conversations. You get to know people. You have time to get to know people. You don't feel like you have to do something or get anywhere. And I don't know. It's very chill. And uh, and also it combos great with golf. So Yeah. My also ran uh, would be Jigsaw Puzzles. Oh, I, that, that makes I do sense. love puzzles. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm out. I tried. I thought I'd love them, like because they, they had this renaissance, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't enjoy the process at all. I don't know why. It makes no sense to me. We have a, a vacation thing. Is usually there's a puzzle going mm-hmm. somewhere yep. on a table. And yeah, my dad's will, full puzzle guy. People now. will come and go and socialize as you're doing the puzzle. Yep. It's very chill. I like it too, quite a bit. Yeah. Yep, he's retired. and Does them all day. Yeah. He's got his table table by the TV, and he sits there on his couch, and yeah, yeah he, it's great. Matt, you yep. had something very important you needed to I bring did. up. I did. I'm going to go a little retro here. Uh, air frying. Yeah. Because it's not a food podcast. We are not Hey-o. a food podcast. We haven't said that yet. But uh, I wanted to come back to air frying because Carly mentioned, and we listen, if we talked about this last year, I apologize. I don't even know. And maybe everyone knows this but me. But she's like, hey, you know, whatever we want. And, you know, hot dogs. And I love a good hot dog. And I'm going to tell you a secret. I've talked about this before on the show. But, you know, if I grill a hot dog, I'm putting ketchup on it. If I boil a microwave a hot dog, I'm going peanut butter. It's my thing. It's what I do. Uh, it's delicious and great. We talked about it before, whatever. She's like, hey, we're going to air fry the hot dogs. And they're incredible because <laughs> I believe it. they plump. Like, you know, so ballparks are the whole plumping and cooking yeah. thing. Yeah. doesn't actually plump on the grill that much. The no, grill, not, not at all. Yeah. But if you boil them, they literally get like twice the size. Air frying plumps them like the boil and crisps them like the grill. Wow. They are insane. That's- that no, I'm not kidding. Awesome. It was that the best great. hot dog I've ever had. <laughs> I'm like, well, you got to buy like, because Emma went to the store for us. I'm like, you got to buy the all beef ballparks. Like not, yeah. the, I don't mind not the, the cheap ones. Yeah, I don't mind like the mixed pork ones either, but don't buy some cheap brand. Buy the ballparks. You know, if we're going to have hot dogs, yeah. you know, we're going to, whatever, let's do it. You know, we don't have hot dogs very often. It's not part of our, our rotation, so to speak. And they were incredible. That's like awesome. they were so good. Like it was 
wild how good they were. I'm going to try that this weekend. Yeah. Rebecca's out of town with Edie. It's just me and the four boys. Oh, nice. So we're it doing chicken like... patty party, oh, yeah. frozen chimichangas, all the stuff that Rebecca won't let us eat. Right, <laughs> so... right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, I tried chicken patties, by the way, thinking of you. Yeah. And they didn't go so well at my house. I love I them. I wouldn't think so, yeah. But the girls were like, mm, you suck. I'm like, okay, whatever. Chicken patty you party. Got, you guys are wrong. We have but a jingle. That's, I, I that will was say, it. speaking of chicken patties, and, and if you want to couple those with a side dish, I'm going to give a shout out to at least the Midwestern folks have access to these. The Meyer steak fry is awesome. It's a good fry. And it's I you know how I know it's good? It's really? always sold out. Yeah. Like they're they're actually almost always gone. Proof is in the go, pudding. Yep. That's a lot like the uh fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Everybody's buying added. the Meyer steak the Meyer fry. Steak there's fry a reason. is always gone. And they're the only like, no, like there's no like Orida steak fry usually. Meyer's the only one doing it in the Meyer right, right. section and they're like legit. Yeah. Like we don't do a lot of french fries either Love and them. You know, and you're like, there's tons of crinkle fries left, but millions. no steak fries left. Yep. Mil- and everyone's big, got a- we're a big tater tot family. I like tots. I, I, I'm not against tots, but they're hey, below fries Loaded tots. Boom. Yeah. Loaded tots. Loaded tots. We went to the Green Lantern. Shout oh. out Green and Lantern. Yeah. Had a wonderful pizza and some loaded tots. I always love a loaded tot. I do. We we found out that we play on very, in very different leagues of the appetizer game. Okay. Because I was like, look, they got these Reuben egg rolls. That's different. We should try that. And he looked at me like, and he, he says, I'm not a real big fan of, and I, and I just knew that what was following this S was sauerkraut. Sure. Me neither. Yeah. Nope. I'm not a real big fan of Swiss. Because I knew gross. that too. I knew it. Makes it me I knew gag. I, I actually like Swiss in that context, but I'm otherwise with Ben on that. Swiss is my least but favorite he cheese. Wasn't, he wasn't with like sauerkraut. Yeah. Like, like, I was like, really? I was totally not expecting Swiss. And Clayton and I were like, I really did not expect the, the uh, Swiss to come I'm out. With you. Like, I, I thought sauerkraut was like for sure. I love a Reuben. Love a Reuben, but I'm going to go no kraut on my Reuben. So you don't love a Reuben, you love a ham sandwich. I, I love a corn grilled. Beef. Or whatever. You know what I love is grilled corned beef. Yeah, that's I what I actually say, you like want. A grilled corned beef. And I'll sandwich. take the Swiss and Thousand Island, but I'd rather have American and mayo. Right? Oh, oh, I like Thousand Island. I like mm. the marble rye cheddar. Me too. I want a grilled marble rye. I'll just and order beef that. Sandwich. I'll just be like, I do too. When we used All to go I to Hansa, was a Reuben, Reuben oh, egg yeah. roll. All I wanted was a Reuben egg roll. We didn't yep. get those, and then I was like, "How do you like fried pickles? Those are fun." <laughs> and got that, and I was like, "Well, what do you want?" And he's yeah. like, "Loaded tots." <laughs> and Clayton goes, "Loaded tots sound awesome." And I was they like, do. "I guess I'm outvoted." They do. We're they getting do. loaded tots. Yeah, I mean, loaded tots are pretty good. And they were great. Yeah. No, I, I yeah. There's a, there's a place by work, House of Reuben, who who basically has that on the menu already, like the Reuben and then all these other variations. Yes. 100%. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you what I want. Mm-hmm. I want cheddar. I yes. want, yeah, yeah. Yep. No kraut. Exactly. It's like Me when too. Jersey Mike's is like, you want that Mike's way? And I'm like, <laughs> but some people will be like, yes, but no oil, no lettuce, <laughs> no tomato. No. And I'm like, then you mean no. Way. <laughs> you <laughs> meant to say no. no. <laughs> and then you should say you want lettuce and mayo. Air frying. I have another. Uh, so apparently we go to Costco a lot because I have five kids. Yeah. And all my air frying <laughs> is like, hey, this thing from Costco is awesome air fried. Well, this is the same story. This time, though, it's the everything battered cod fillets. And they are the. So shout out to Fleet the Dice Game, Cod Boat. Everything like isn't like the bagel? 
Yeah. Like everything bagel yes, flavored it's cod. everything bagel seasoning. That's the most American shit I've ever it heard. It is on cod, and you air fry it, and it's friggin' awesome. They're so great. We'll eat a whole <laughs> box. Family and sorry, sorry. <laughs> I would 100% eat that, but I mean, that oh, was, that's that, never yeah. existed before. It's, it's so never good. existed, but I would totally eat it. Um, if you air fry a cod filet, you get to draw an extra card. No, I'm just joking. That's a fleet <laughs> that's joke. That's great. We do, Lily does salmon in the air fryer sometimes, and I will say, bit of cleaning after that. That's my only issue with and she does like the real the salmon fillets. No, but, there's no cleaning yeah. here because the cod, the uh, everything battered. Uh, batter is yeah. so thick that it just comes right that's off pretty, the basket. That's pretty fair. They're yeah. great. Wow, who knew? So I've not spent a lot of time. I, well, I have spent a lot of time with my air fryer recently, but not doing anything new. The one yeah. new thing I've done food wise recently that I feel like is worth mentioning is I tried these hot mustard Doritos. <laughs> I love them. That's God help me, I love them. They are. Man. They have nailed. They have nailed like Chinese food hot mustard. Yep. Like to a T, they you know have that down. You know what? You know what I found out, Adam, about myself. I've always loved. There's like that sniff that you get when you do the hot mustard, right? And I love it. Yeah. But it turns out I only love it like in a small bite occasionally because I actually bought a bottle of that stuff and it went to waste because I didn't want to use it ever because I wanted a little bit every now and then. So there, were, I had the chips as well. Lily and I sometimes will do the hey, there's a new Mountain Dew, there's a new chip, whatever. We'll we'll buy a bag. I'll have one. And I had a couple, and and I, I did like them, but not enough to go back. You know. Oh, see, I went back. Yeah. I went back, and now I'm mad that my neither my Kroger nor the Hollywood carries them, but they both have those nasty ketchup ones. But, but yeah, Gross. I didn't try those. Uh, you are right, though. They did, to their food scientist credit, nail the hot mustard flavor. It tastes exactly like that that Chinese restaurant hot mustard. It's great, Adam. Where can people find out more about us and maybe buy a T-shirt or something or a game? Hey, they should go to MotorCityGameWorks.com. Boom. MotorCityGameWorks.com is a wonderful site to find out all about us. As a matter of fact, we update it sometimes and <laughs> talk about what we'll be doing mm-hmm. in the near future. And so you'll hear about, uh, probably by the time this drops, there'll be an update on like what our schedule is for this summer. Yeah, totally. Conventions yep. that we're going to, where Origins. we'll be. Uh, we'll be I'll at Origins. Some of us will be at Gen Con. Yep. Some of us just, so there'll be, there'll be things on the website that tell you where we can hang out because we would love to hang out with people and play games. That's why we go to conventions. All right, and everybody Absolutely. go check out, if you're listening to this uh, in May or June, go check out French Quarter on yep. Kickstarter, yep, yep. and uh, really looking forward to bringing that out to y'all. Fellas, I think that's the show. All right. Sounds great. See you. See you. See you.